Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, sir. How are you? Gail Porter, fastest fingers first. That was a very quick answer. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm bang on it, mate. You haven't well, got a million and one things going on. Oh, yeah, no, do you know, I went upstairs a wee while ago and then I came back downstairs. That was quite exciting. <laughs> I might go back upstairs again in a minute. Who knows? Well, I'm at least you've got stairs. That's a luxury. <laughs> oh, you can really God. break well, up the well, day that way. Yeah, exactly. Upstairs, downstairs, it's been hoovered every day. I think my neighbours must be going, what's she doing upstairs? <laughs> Just keep hoovering. I'm just hoovering for no reason whatsoever. I've got to say happy belated birthday to you, Gail. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Was it was it an all right day? Obviously, it wasn't the ideal circumstances under which you know, to be celebrating the right. new year, but... I got lots of lovely gifts delivered, which was nice. And then um, about 10 o'clock at night, two of my friends who are supposed to be isolating, so God knows where they've been, but they were wankered. <laughs> and they were standing outside shouting up at my window with four cupcakes with candles in it singing happy birthday come down Gail and give us a hug and I was like which part of this are you not getting <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of you and it's very funny but I'm not coming down <laughs> amazing so they'd obviously had a little social distancing house party somewhere probably <laughs> in one of their houses and just got one cut. So God knows. I mean, goodness knows. I don't know. But anyway, it was very nice of them. But I was not leaving the house. I was like, I'm not coming down. We all come up. I was like, no. I think I've had it. So I think I'm at the end of it now. So you can't come anywhere near me. Oh, you've had it, have you? Well, I was in Spain. My dad passed away, so I had to go over to Spain to deal with all that. And yeah. Um, do the cremation and then bring the body back and then I got isolated over there and I was just coughing, I couldn't breathe, uh, I was just like burning up, aching all over 
Uh, eventually, I managed to get a flight because I think we just wanted everyone out of Spain. Got back home and I just got worse and worse. And I, I couldn't move and I kept falling asleep all the time. And the cough was just shocking. So I don't know, because I phoned up the doctor. They said, obviously, don't come up. And I said, well, I'm not going to. I just want to you know, ask you. So he said, call 111. So I phoned 111. And he said, right, tell us your symptoms. And I told them the symptoms. They went, do not leave your home. <laughs> right. Full lockdown then. So okay. you've, been, you've been home for a while. You've been isolated for a while already. This is day eight for me. Right. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I'm not going mental at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you you live alone. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're used to kind of being on your own for a lot of the day, as am I. I work from home all day alone, and I'm fairly all right with the daytime. It's more when it gets to nighttime and I want to go out and socialise that I start getting a little bit of that withdrawal, itchy feeling. Yeah, see, I'm kind of like usually out all day, so I'm either voiceovers in solo or just go and meet people for lunch. I don't really go out at nights anymore because I'm very old. So um, I think it's the daytime that's killing me. Nighttime, it's fine. I just put Netflix on as I usually do. But during the day, I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> let me out. <laughs> Hence the, the hoovering and the running up and down the stairs to mix things up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like running up and down the stairs. I keep thinking I'll do... Um, I'll do kind of like workout videos, but I got sent three bottles of Prosecco and I went, well, that can fuck off until I've actually finished them. So, uh, <laughs> My housemate, actually, she was saying that it seems that. like you get the perfect excuse now to have a, you know, a little glass of wine here and there where perhaps you wouldn't have before. And why not? I guess we've got to do what we've got to do to remain sane through this, right? If that means a little glass of wine. Are you there, Gail? Have I lost you? Oh, she's gone. Call back. I can still hear you. Oh, you could still hear me, but you'd gone. Yeah, no, I could hear you chatting away, and I was like, I'm still here. <laughs> Weird. Well, let's let's break for a song before we have another technical malfunction. Uh, okay. We're going to go through your five-song playlist to the end of the world, and what better way to start than with REM? It's the end of the world as we know it, but I feel fine. I just thought, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I think the bad news is already out there. So it's just one of the songs I've always liked. And it's not the end of the world, kids. It's not the end of the world. But I just love that song, and I thought it was quite appropriate. And it was kind of, I'm trying to be a bit amusing, but not scare people, but also I like that song. So um, just to reiterate, it's not the end of the world, but it's a great song by R.E.M. Great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, an aeroplane, Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, turn world, serve its own needs, dummy, serve your own needs, beat it up, a knock, speak, grunt, no strength, the ladder starts to clatter with fear, fight down, high, fire in a fire, representing seven games in a government for hire in a combat site, left to us and coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down your neck. Team, my team, reporters, battle, Trump, Kevin Crop, look at that.
like it is the end of a certain chapter of the world though which isn't even necessarily a bad thing that's how i feel about all this i do as well i always look at the positive and i think well do you know what i've been sitting writing diaries i think do you know what if anyone listening to this write a diary because you know as much as you're thinking oh my gosh this is a terrible time yeah it's not the best but we're going to get through it and you know if you don't write things down you know in 10 well 20 years time or in my case next week i'll forget <laughs> so, so it's good to write it down and you know you can actually think oh my god remember that time you know as much as it seems boring there's loads of things you could be doing and i've been dancing i've put videos i, d- I did one dance video um for the kids from fame on twitter and my daughter was mortified i don't think she's not she's not in isolation that. with you then no? no she wasn't there to stop I, you and prevent it yeah because when i was I had to. I went on my own. I didn't want my daughter to come. And so by the time I came back, I was ill. She was with her dad. Yeah. So that's the hardest part. It's like we just have to FaceTime, and I don't know when I'm going to see her next. 
so that's the only thing that's killing me here. But um, I'd rather she was safe, and um, her dad's fine so far, and she's in a nice little village. And I, you know, I wouldn't want her to be in London, to be honest with you. I'd be selfish because I obviously want her to be with me, but I want her to be safe and and healthy. And so, yeah, she's quite happy. So yeah, we chat. But she did say, "Mum." Stop posting things on Instagram. Stop putting things on Twitter. And I went, you can't stop me because you're not in my flat. I can do what I want. She's like, mummy, you're having some sort of breakdown because you're 49. I went, yep. And I don't care who knows it. It's funny because I think we're getting to see this side to, you know, let's say public figures that we perhaps wouldn't have seen before. You know, you've got Liam Gallagher washing his hands, singing about Wonder Wash and... I don't think under normal circumstances with people out and about living their day-to-day lives we'd be seeing these kind of home videos, but, you know, you've yeah, got to, you've got to take nice joy in them. There are some videos that are out there, like um, there was uh, a whole bunch of A-listers from um, America singing Imagine, oh, and God. I felt physically sick. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> I would rather see them do something funny or not all just like singing and they all got great voices. They all look beautiful. And I just want to say, oh, do you know what? Beep off. Yeah. Go and do something funny. Get dressed up or do something weird or make someone laugh. Don't all get together and put together some, you know, just leave that to John Lennon, guys. Just leave it. Yeah, once you've heard it as well, it can't be unheard. The way to no. spoil a beautiful song forever. <laughs> Unforgivable. Yeah. I stopped after about the first minute and I was like, I'm actually, I, I had to go downstairs, wash my face. I was like, oh my God, make it stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't do that, people out there. Do something funny, make us laugh. Where are you at with your book, your autobiography, Gail? Are you working on well, that still? Is that I, finished? What's going I on with that? I finished it, but now I'm going to like redo the last chapter because I've got Jack. I was going to say the S H I T words, but I, I won't because I don't know who's listening. You can uh, you can I'm, say what you want, but if you don't want to swear, that's also cool. Well, I'm doing jack shit. So basically, I'm going to change the ending because it's gone kind of like from you know all sorts of parts of my life. I've spoken to you about this before, from being sectioned to being homeless to being back on top, then to being back down again, and then at the end of the book, it was getting all fine, and then suddenly it all kind of went a bit weird, and then you get ice. And then I've turned into Mad Max. Yep. So I can just write another chapter for the end. So yeah, it's actually. So we we get a nice fantasy post-apocalyptic ending instead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I actually had the post-apocalyptic outfit on today. I don't know if you saw it. I posted it. I haven't been online yet. I haven't seen, but I look forward to checking it out. I'll take a picture after this. Yeah, I think I did pretty well. I wasn't even going anywhere. I was just bored. I was just dressing up. I was like, oh, I wonder how this will happen. I look forward to receiving it. Um, Let me ask you this, Gail. What's going on with you? So you're like your livelihood. Um, I know you're kind of a freelance hustler. So with everything that's happened, how has it impacted your ability to, you know, earn a living? What's going on with your work situation currently? Every single job, because I've been doing quite a lot of public speaking and hosting events, and every single job I've got up until August has been cancelled. Yeah. So... I am, I mean, I've got a little bit of savings, but other than that, absolutely nothing. So, so you're in the same um, boat as me, be, basically. I was going to say, it must be because you are doing DJing and all the rest of it, you can't do any of that. Yeah, all my DJ events, all my live Q&As, all that side of it. Even the, the journalistic side, weird, well, not weirdly, it's probably not surprising, but a lot of the magazines and publications that I occasionally write for have all had to strip back and aren't currently, you know, outletting any 
freelancers in kind of bringing in any outside sources to write because they want to keep it all in house and keep costs low. Oh, exactly. So I know, yeah, it's crazy. It's a scary time for people. It really is, and I feel for people that you know. I I, I was like, you know, I didn't have much money, and then when I got a bit of money, I made sure I put it in a savings account, and I thank goodness I did because at least I know it's not like I'm going anywhere, but at least I know there's some there. You know, I could pay my rent. So that's done. I'm quite happy about that. And then, um, but yeah, other things. I'm just like, gosh, poor people out there that are really struggling. So we have to come up with some sort of, I just don't understand. I'm sure the government must be doing something about this. I know they were talking about helping people out. But I mean, do you know what? I didn't believe anything they say anymore. I watched Toy Story 4 twice yesterday because I cannot listen to any other minister talk bollocks. So I'll just listen to Buzzing Rudy and it's all fine. Do you know what? You just reminded me there. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet, and I love that franchise. What? And you watched it twice in a day. It's that good. Twice? That's only the eighth time I've watched it. I love Toy Story. <laughs> so where does it rank in the, in the full four? So if you had to rank all four off oh, the no, top of your head on the spot. Uh, on the, well, obviously Toy Story 1 was amazing because it was a break. Toy Story 4 was great. Toy Story 3, I cried a lot. Um, so basically it stands up to all of them. It's as good as all the rest. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it just have never faltered. It's not like Police Academy, do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like Police Academy 1 or Police Academy 1246? <laughs> oh, he's still got that funny voice book. That's hilarious. My friend Nick Helm, the comedian, uh, he said he watched every single Police Academy yesterday. That's how he's using to spend his time. <laughs> oh, my God. Has he not jumped out a window yet? <laughs> Maybe he has. This was yesterday. I really hope he lived on the ground floor because, oh, I couldn't have done that. I could do Toy Story, but not that. That's just, that's crazy. Your friends will just be crazy. (laughs) Well, speaking of crazy. The first one, the first one or two are quite, you know, funny, but then (laughs) Then it just loses it. But, you know, they did. Well, let's break for another song right now. And what better way to unleash some pent up, inbuilt frustration? Uh, this is the ultimate dance song, I think. Is that why you picked it, Gail? So you can just have a skank around the house and forget about the end of the world. Uh, with madness. With madness, indeed. Yeah, we want madness one step beyond because you know what? They are the just ultimate happy, happy guys. And I went to see them when I was about, gosh, about 12 or 13 years old. And um, I just remember thinking they were just the coolest people in the world. And then I was... Um, I remember having a party for my 30th, I think, in London, in Seoul somewhere. And uh, it was, yeah, it was at the time when we were all having fun in the 90s and we were all, you know, enjoying ourselves and we could sort of, like, we were actually making money. Um, and then I remember Sucks turned up and I was like, what? I didn't invite him, but I was absolutely delighted he was there. But I don't think he realised he was there. He was a bit, <laughs> he had a, a few too shandies, too many shandies. And uh, he was just sitting there and he's like, oh, uh, what's happening here? And I went, it's my birthday. He's like, happy birthday. I was like, I don't know you, but it's great that you're here. <laughs> and since um, then, I see him all the time in Solo. And, yeah, he's, he's a lovely guy. And there's something about madness that every single track they do just always hits a nerve with someone you either want you either want to dance or you know it must be love you want to go and hug someone but not now kids don't go hugging anyone do not touch anyone hey you don't watch that watch this 
This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. The nuttiest sound around. So if you're coming off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockinest, rock steady beat of madness. One step beyond. I got to exactly. see them live at the Roundhouse recently, just at the end of last year. And, oh, I um, heard about that. I missed it. I wasn't here. They were, they were as great as they always are. They're just a timeless band, aren't they? I think it's all the original members as well, even though there's about eight of them. I, I'm pretty sure that it's every single guy who's in the band no, now. There's, was... one, there's one that's left. Oh, um, there's one, is there? One's left. I, I couldn't tell you which one, but they've replaced him. But, I mean, everybody else is still the same. And, I mean, Sucks is just the ultimate showman and he's funny and you know what do you, do you remember doing the dance when you were at, like the school discos of course he was actually a good presenter as well he used to present a tv show in the 90s didn't he i can't remember which one it was but i'll tell you what it was because i was on it with him and it was um it was a saturday night singing program i think it was called saturday night fever yeah and, that rings um, a bell you'll have to look up so basically sucks was hosting it and then there'd be uh, two teams opposite each other and a studio audience. And it was, it was literally like a live karaoke. And we'd get up on the desks and we'd all sing. And it was just utter chaos. And you'd get paid and they'd give you loads of booze before you went in there, obviously, to make you kind of like... Loose. Oh, yeah, we can dance, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, everyone, there were some, some really great singers there, but they sort of had the same kind of panels every week. And they had Lenny Beige, the comedian... Um, 
Steve first. He'd come up and do all the bits and pieces. It was utter chaos. It was like, you know, everything that was good about the 90s, like the word, and then we did Saturday Night Fever or Night... I know it's called Night Fever. They weren't allowed to call it Saturday Night. It was called Night Fever. So we would all just get out. And I always mind because I can't sing. I really genuinely cannot sing at all. So I'd mime. And then they go, your team has won. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't sing a word. Who cares? <laughs> and we didn't actually win anything. It was just being there. And it was every Saturday night. We'd all just meet up and about, you know, we didn't even have to do rehearsals. You'd turn up maybe about five o'clock. You'd be live about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Everyone had a little bit too much to drink. We were all singing, all dancing. Suggs was trying to keep in control of everybody. And then we ended up going over to Spain to do a night fever live from, I think it was Benidorm or something. That was chaos. That was utter chaos. I think it was me, Frank, Bruno. It was just the weirdest selection of people. And we're all just singing on a beach for no reason whatsoever other than to make people laugh on a Saturday night. I watched the other night, Gail, the Oasis documentary for the first time since it came out. And oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you, you need to watch it. Supersonic on Netflix. You need to watch it because, I mean, just the story of that band in itself is so amazing, but it just really takes you back to that era. And, and there's a quote from Noel in one of the scenes where he says, the 90s wasn't just a great time to be in Oasis. The 90s was just a great time to be alive, full stop. And it was. It was just the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. You did not know what was happening from one day to the other, to the next. I was doing Top of the Pops, Big Breakfast, singing with Suggs on a Saturday night, <laughs> and we actually did not know. There was absolutely no rhyme nor reason as to what was going on. You turn up to the Big Breakfast and you're given a script, and literally it, the script was out the window before we even went live. We don't even know what was happening. <laughs> Amazing. And we just went with it. And it's just such a shame now that there's nothing like that, you know. There's um, nothing you can actually switch on in the mornings and go, that'll just make me laugh and set me up for the day. It's just all doom and gloom. I know we need to listen to the news and we need to be mindful. But, you know, it's just fun to have something decent and funny to watch. And chaotic as well. I think chaos. We're missing a lot of, like, I mean, absolutely chaos. We, we were confined. We weren't allowed out together. No, we were, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> we now I think together, it's, it was a nightmare. it's the age of the reality TV show and then the talent show, isn't it? That seemed to take over and supplant these more irreverent, off-the-wall, kind of, as you say, yeah. unplanned chat shows that you'd have yeah, in the 90s know, and I quiz shows and panel shows. Watch, and... Yeah, I don't watch reality whatsoever. Um, no, me I neither. I Big Brother... But um, I think I, I said to you before, I did Big Brother because I was bankrupt. I had nothing. I had no flat, no nothing. And then he invited me to go on it. And I just thought I couldn't think of anything worse. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to get voted out on week one. I'm, I'm bound to if I keep begging. <laughs> and I was there till the blinking end. I was there the <laughs> Just let me out. Please, Big Brother, let me out of here. But if you walk, you don't get paid. But do you know what? Thankful to them, um, you know, I managed to get myself um, enough money to rent a flat and get myself back on my feet again. So I've got to thank them for that. But these Love Island programs and stuff like that, it just makes my... I'm so pleased. My daughter's 17 and I just thought, please don't get into this. And she's not interested in the slightest. Yeah, I think so it kind of jumped a generation now, didn't it? Is everybody who's around your daughter's age is like, what? It's almost like with Facebook and things like that, they're just not yeah. seemingly interested, are they? Because, you know, it's like, oh, that's that's what my parents do. No, I I said, no thanks. I said, 
she sent me a wee message. She said, oh, did you see my post on Instagram? And I said, no, I can't seem to get in, on, onto it. And she went, oh, yeah, I've blocked you. Sorry, I'll unblock you for the day. I was like, oh, my gosh, you've blocked your mother. She went, mum, you're dancing around your front room to kids from fame. Of course I'm going to block you. <laughs> At said, least oh, you're honest. I was, yeah, I was kind of cool in the 90s. She went, no, you weren't, mum. You were just naked. But, oh, right, okay. <laughs> Gail, let's break for another song. Uh, Number three from your list is Hazel O'Connor and The Eighth Day. Tell me about this one, what it means to you. Well, um, I remember watching the video for um, Hazel O'Connor doing The Eighth Day and she comes out and it was almost like an avatar suit, but obviously before Avatar, but she was like all dressed up in some sort of like blue alien space thing and she just looked really scary and I like scary stuff. And when she was talking about The Eighth Day and I was like, we're all going to die. I loved it. I was just like, oh, when is The Eighth Day? And my mom's going, stop listening to stuff you don't even know about Gail. I was like, but when is the eighth day? And so then I got, like, I had a leotard because I used to do disco dancing when I was young and I painted it blue and I painted my face blue and I went downstairs and I was like, right, enough's enough now. Come on, you're not Hazel Connor. And the original Avatar Halloween costume then, years before it even came out. <laughs> well, no, do you know, my Halloween costume was awful because we were a bit skin. So my dad actually got um, a box from Sainsbury's and he coloured it all in and cut a hole in the top of it, put it over my head. And I said, what is this, Dad? He went, you're a Rubik's Cube. Brilliant. <laughs> he painted it like a Rubik's Cube. I was dressed as a... And everyone else had all these really cool outfits on. I was like, I could have gone as Hazel Connor. And they were like, nobody's going to know who she is. I was like, <laughs> I know, Mum, I know.
Dale, I want to talk to you now about the amazing documentary that you made uh, for the BBC, which I think it's still on the iPlayer, right? Yes, yes, it is. It's, it's, it's really inventively called um, Being Gil Porter. Yeah, but what it lacks in there. title originality, it absolutely makes up for in weight and depth and just emotive, inspirational exposing really of kind of the the highs the lows the journey that you've been through um and i absolutely adored it i loved it i thought it was really moving really moving really affecting um and i thought you came across absolutely brilliantly in it um and how how was it making it first of all i imagine it must have been quite you know relentless and ruthless at times because you go right out there don't you yeah do you know what it was pretty tricky Matt because um, it was like when they first came to me BBC they said you know you've you've had quite a up and down life and uh, would you be interested to do a documentary just for Scotland and I was like oh I don't know and um, then I thought well yeah it's just for Scotland no one's going to see it yeah I'll do it um, and then after the first couple of weeks I started to think oh I don't know if this is a good idea because obviously it's bringing up loads of memories and loads of stuff but then I kept thinking, right, this is not about me. This is about telling other people that you're not on your own. You know, I did the same when I lost my hair because I was a bit kind of like nervous thinking, oh, gosh, not another thing. And I thought, no, do you know what? Let's just make it about other people and let's be a good person for other people. But I must admit, I think it got to like month three and me and the director were at loggerheads because obviously she hasn't lived my life and she wants to film it in the way that she wants to film it but telling me to do certain things and I was like but that's not how it happened and so once we actually like had that week's worth of like ah, ah, um, we, she understood that I said you know if we're going to do it it has to be completely right and it has to be what I've been through and, and you know you can't make people do two takes of crying you know if I cry or if I, someone that I'm working with is crying you can't say, oh, can we just do that again from another angle? Of no, course, you can't. yeah. Yeah, so uh, once we sort of got through the barriers and that kind of thing, we, yeah, we got through it, and um, there were times that were really hard. And I'd get home at night and um, just think, oh, my gosh, is this the right thing to do? And uh, when it came out, actually, um, uh, the, one of the ladies from the BBC, she said, do you want to come to my house to watch it? And I didn't want to be on my own, and... I got to her house and she said, look, you don't have to watch it. She went, I've seen it about eight times because <laughs> she was like the commissioner. And I was like, do you mind if we don't watch it? She was, she was like, yeah, I said, I don't think I can watch it. I've not actually fully watched the whole thing yet. Obviously, I did the voices voiceover, but only for certain bits. And then I said, um, she went, would you like a glass of wine? I'm like, yeah. So we just switched the telly off and sat and chatted. And then the minute the documentary finished, my social media just started going bing, 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 bing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she's like, I think a lot of people might have watched that. And it just never stopped. And I, I feel really bad because I can't get back to every single person. And I'm not a counsellor, but it was just so lovely, the amount of people that said this resonated with me and I understood this bit and uh, it was just, I felt, you know, I've done something good. So, yeah, I'll watch it one day. I mean, your voiceovers in it just tie the story together so well as well and you've got a definite innate skill 
for voiceover work, you have obviously a very, I think, friendly, approachable voice, which, you know, I think with a documentary like that, where it's quite real and intense at times to have this very friendly, approachable voice guiding you through it. I think really works. You know what, it's us Scottish people. We're very, very kind and lovely. Well, most of us are. And I think I think a Scottish voice is very comforting as well sometimes. It is, you yeah. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the flip side. get angry. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll Scottish people when they're angry, and that's really scary. <laughs> we'll, we'll come to the big green man in a minute. Don't make me angry. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, um, sort of staying on the note of, you know, mental health and and depression i think the fact that you did go out there to those difficult places to make this film um especially now was uh you know a really brave and important move because there's been so many hasn't there far too many in recent years high profile well not even just high profile but the fact that a lot of high profile household names have been you know taking their own lives has really brought the issue home um the next song you've picked is the prodigy um, yeah. And obviously, I know you and Keith had a relationship for a while, and what what a beautiful man! I never got to meet him, but everything that I've heard and read and seen, it just seemed like he was such a a sweet soul. Keith was the nicest man ever, and um, yeah, we lived together for quite a long time, and um, yeah, it just uh, circumstances and stuff, you know. Um, anyway, I um, always loved him, always will love him, and. Um, absolutely heartbroken when I heard the news I actually thought that I, that's not Keith that's not the Keith I know but that's the whole point where you do these you actually have to care so much about friends because I would never have a, in a million years have thought he would do that but I had another friend who was so super successful wonderful caring would be the life of soul the party and she killed herself last year and from nowhere so I'm just really really aware of just making sure that even if it's a phone call even if you don't want a phone call or i always say to people if you say to someone how are you feeling and they say oh i'm fine just ask again or just say do you know what let's go for a coffee and then you know just try and just double check on everyone just make sure it doesn't take a lot and um you just don't know you don't know what goes on in people's heads you don't know you know we just don't know, but um, he was an amazing man, at least uh, in my eyes, he still is an amazing man, and he made amazing music, and we laughed an awful lot, and um, yeah, we, I've got some great memories, and um, yeah, I still I still find it hard sometimes to watch some of the videos, but um, I think this one, Out of Space, I don't know, he just makes me laugh, because he looks like a... Like a geeky baby student, <laughs> love it, and it's just like, yeah, it's such a shame, it's such a loss. But um, I feel for his bandmates because you know they were a family, so um, yeah, a massive loss to music, but it will never be forgotten. No, with with songs like this, it'll always live on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another dimension. 
what's your especially at times like this girl when you know we're trapped indoors and some people i think can struggle with the isolation and the loneliness what would be your tips for staying sane and, and happy and healthy and how are you going to plan to get through these next few months what are you mindful of doing yourself as we go into lockdown for the next few weeks I was a bit lazy, to be honest with you, for the first few days while I was ill, so um, I couldn't really do much. And then um, once I started to get better, I thought, you know what, I've been running around like crazy. I'm going to watch movies. So um, I've got a few movies that I love, my go-to fun movies. So I love a few... Um, have you ever seen Where the Wild Things Are? I love like, it so much. It. I love it so I much. Love I love the soundtrack so as well. Karen O from the I Yeah, Yeah, it. Yeah's. I love it, I love it. So that's my kind of, um, I'll watch that and that always makes me happy. Kind of cry a little bit and I'm very happy. Um, so movies and writing, I think every single person has got a little story in them, everyone. Whether you think you can write or you can't write, you know, just write something down. You know, it might just be, I don't know, um, what you did during the day and it might not seem much to you, but you know, you've got your brain so I'm like thinking, all right, okay, yeah, well, I didn't go to the shops today and I didn't get any biscuits. Uh, <laughs> and then turn it into a rap song. <laughs> yeah. You know, the sky's the but, limit, isn't it? Yeah. I think when exactly. you write, when you uh, write without fear of judgment, like write as in that you're never going to share the story with anyone. So then it's true and it's pure and it's whatever you want it yeah, to be. Exactly. So if you haven't got your biscuits, you could go, yeah, I am a biscuit rapper. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can come up with whatever you want. And then, but also music. I always make sure I've got music and not depressing music because I know sometimes when people get sad and lonely, I have done it so many times myself and I'll put on songs that just make me want to cry. Yeah. And I think, no, you have to put on positive things because do you know what? We're all in this together and... Um, you know, I look out the window and I shout at strangers. Most of them ignore me. Don't know why they're out there. We're all supposed to look though, but still kind of walk past the window. And I'm like, all right. And I said, so I've now got a wee chart going, people that have ignored me so far. Amazing. 24. Uh, <laughs> people who've responded, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> that was the police and the ambulance service. <laughs> I think you're right there that you touched on an important thing like I look at stuff like this as a game you have to make it a little bit of a game because you know it's it is very unreal and surreal and I think if you approach it like a game and make games out of it then it kind of helps normalize it to some extent or you know at least even exactly you just got to think this is not it's not going to go on forever it might feel like it's going to go on forever and as soon as you guys are all back to work you're going oh my god i really missed my home (laughs) yeah that's it i can't wait to get home and netflix and chill (laughs) yeah you know what i actually put a a game of um articulate the other day and i put i've got all the like creepy dolls i've got the dolls from the shining that talk i've got yoda rtd so i put them all around articulate and i put a picture up (laughs) On the, in- on the internet. I saw it. I saw like, that. I loved it. Did you see that? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, you've got some great bears. I like that you've got the big pink bear from Toy Story Three. I forget oh, his yeah, name. He talks. he talks and he smells of strawberries. Amazing. Who voices? Who voices that bear? Do you know the actor? Oh, He's got that real that. southern, old school kind of. Oh, yeah, <laughs> He's right, such a yeah. great voice. Oh, I love that. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to, now that's going to annoy me. Can you not Google it while you're, while you're speaking to me? Come on, oh, no, I've only got Google on my phone, which is currently in my hand. Oh, man. It's 
talking to you. But what we can do is when we get off the line, <laughs> then we can both Google it and go, ah, of course it was. It's somebody like John Goodman. It might not be John Goodman. No, I don't think it's John Goodman because he's another character in it. Oh, is he? Right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah, it's somebody John like Goodman that. Is... Oh, no, oh now you've thrown one. another one in. <laughs> I know. We should like, start doing an online quiz to get everyone to put in with like, names of characters in like... Because I think Disney Channel just launched today, hasn't it? It launched at midnight the other night, yeah. So everybody, no, I think, now just has has days and hours, well, weeks probably on end now of things they can watch. That certainly arrived at the right time. I bet Disney are absolutely loving it. But do you have to pay for that on top of your Sky subscription? Yeah, I think so. But they do a seven-day free ch- like trial. So I'm, I might just do that, get the week, and then get out but yeah i imagine it will just be the sort of same as a netflix package like about 14.99 a month or something i've probably got every single blinking um (laughs) now tv amazon netflix yeah 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 i've got everything well people should definitely go on no i thought i had it no people should definitely check out your documentary though on the iplayer if they haven't yet seen that because it is amazing really amazing really uplifting and inspiring and and I guess the public oh, speaking is... I can tell you one thing, right? Go on. Thank you for being really lovely to me, but it's Lotso beer. That's what it's called. Remember, Lotso beer. Lotso, there you go. I am Lotso beer. I'm Lotso beer. <laughs> but who voiced it? We could... Yeah, no, the documentary, thank you so much. And I just really hope that people enjoy it. And um, it's, it's not it's not a kind of like enjoying thing. It's kind of... But it covers a whole bunch of subjects because there's lots of people in it. You know, I get to speak to lots of psychologists and I speak to doctors. And, you know, I've got so many different labels. I was fine. I was depressed. I was bipolar. And it's just weird that so many um, you know, professionals can give you all these different labels. So by the end of it, I was just like, I don't even know. Yeah. I think I'm just Gail. I'm just Gail. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like an exploration of identity and self as much as it is about mental health. It's very much you yeah, no. trying to come to terms with what makes you you, who you are. Because obviously when you go through all these things, you lose sight of, you know, your your identity, don't you? Because, you know, you get overshadowed by the label of whatever the illness is or the stigma. And Yeah, well, I just decided my thing at the end of it, and I was like, do you know what I don't want? I do not want, um, I don't want a name. I, I'm just quite happy just being myself. I don't... Yeah, that's. I mean, I know that a lot of people would like to get given a label and, and think that they, you know it might make them feel more secure and think right, this is what this is. Whereas me, I just think you know what, I've gone through so much in my life. I'm just happy I'm alive, and I'm happy I can do things to help other people. And if I can make people smile, I get through it. I have my good days. I have my bad days. I don't take any medication. I go for a run. I put on music, I dance, I do whatever I want to do in my flat, embarrass my daughter, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, I just Googled it, sorry, Ned Beatty, he was the voice of Lotso Bear. There you go, Lotso Bear. Lotso Bear, come on in, it's fine. Well, from one... He's a mean bear, he's a mean bear. From a bear to a puppet now, Gail, we're going to end your playlist with a song <laughs> I love you for selecting. Um, and in times like these is exactly when the Muppets need to come to the forefront and, and save the world. And that's definitely a uh, you know a kind of a franchise I'll be delving into over the next few weeks is all things Muppets. Um, Kerm- uh, Kermit the Frog. Why there's so many Kermit songs about rainbows. <laughs> Why are there so many songs 
I'm not going to sing the whole thing because that would be really d- terrible. But <laughs> I love that song. I sung it to my daughter since she was born. And now I still sing it. And she's like, Mom, get away from me. <laughs> I was like, come on, it's Kermit. Because I was lucky enough, um, years ago, there was a programme on the telly called Wish You Were Here. Yeah, I remember that. And there was the opening of the um, the new Disney um, theme park in, I think it was in Florida, and there was only a whole bunch of journalists that were allowed to go, and I was one of them. So the park was closed to everyone. Could you imagine going to a Disney park and it's just like... Free rain. Oh my gosh. That was like the best thing that ever happened to me ever, obviously <laughs> apart from having my daughter. But I got to meet the Muppets. Oh, wow. So, yeah, maybe it is the best thing to ever happen. <laughs> I, got, I got to interview the Muppets. Oh, man. Jealous. Oh. I've, I'm, I'm green with envy, you might say, Gail. Green? Oh, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> what <laughs> an absolute pleasure. It's such a lovely song. It's such a lovely, lovely song. And I just thought I'd like, I'd like to sort of end it on a happy. Because when I, I, I said to you earlier, I was like, should I change it? And you said, no. No, we keep love it in. Kermit stays. Kermit stays. Gail, I adore talking to you, and uh, let's. Let, I'm going to check in with you next week. We'll have another one of these, just not for radio, but just for us. It'd be nice to catch up Perfect. in another seven days and see where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. I'll be sorry. I'll be running up and down my stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might go upstairs in about five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to go a bit crazy here. <laughs> um, you take. My pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. And um, yeah, let's catch up in a few days. All right, my lovely. Nice one, Gail. Take care. Thanks a lot. Big love. love. Take care. Bye-bye.
might be one and the same I've heard it too many times to ignore it It's something that I'm supposed to be Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.